0: Hacker Public Radio. Today your hosts are Dossman, Shane, and Shane, and uh, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, what happened at Nauticon this year, what we did uh, for, for the event, um, and some other stuff, lockpicking, uh, other stuff that we did also. <laughs>
1: Some real famous artwork that uh, <laughs> totally didn't get voted up, but should have been.
0: Yes, George had some tremendous artwork. Um, gosh, I, I, I don't even think I could describe it. I won't even try. Maybe some we can post it someplace. We can post it in the show notes. There we go. That would be perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess, yeah, Nauticon happened uh, the first weekend of April this year. Um, we, uh, well, Shane did a bunch of work uh leading up for uh, the, uh Froggy and Tiger asked us if we were going to be doing another lock picking pagoda this year and uh we kind of got together and said yeah okay and w- what all did you do uh, for the, the pagoda uh, this year
1: well the uh the design idea started last year actually while I was at DEFCON's lock picking village and I I thought wow this is got to be a royal pain if uh if somebody comes along like like what happened at Nonicon this year, and comes along and just attacks a lock with such fury that they break it immediately. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how are they going to really change that out? So when I when I ended up moving out here and started actually being a part of their group and all, uh, I, looked at, uh, I looked at designing something that would be modular, that would vaguely travel well, and that could have stuff easily changed out on it. So being that I, I spent a lot of time in Japan I started out by making some torii gates which are uh the gates that you see in front of most temples and I took those I made uh I made wall pieces that go in the center piece uh there's two slats per per gate and those are held in with uh with eye bolts and you just yank the eye bolts out and you can swap those planks out pretty much however you want to do that and on the eye bolts, we had padlocks, and in the in the walls themselves, there there were three locks each. And the walls kind of progressed from really easy to sort of easy to nobody opened any lock on this wall. <laughs> and uh, you know, we we were cool. We managed to open up one of the locks on the wall, but not while I was actually in the wall. <laughs> uh, and then there was another lock that everybody was convinced was broken, but. I opened it, so it's not broken. It's in very good style too. Uh,
0: <laughs> boom! It's open. <laughs> you know, yeah, that thing you've been working on for the last two hours. Uh, sorry about you. It works. <laughs> yeah, we're we're really sorry if you're listening, uh, <laughs> but but that was funny. Uh, I, I did
1: manage to pull out about four tons of, of dust that came off of all the pins, so they they probably don't really look like pins inside of there anymore. Well, everybody attacking them, so.
0: Yes, yes. A lot of good damage on the, on the locks. Um, gosh. Uh, they've got pictures up. Yes, yes. On the, um, the Bloomington Fools website, We uh, of course, our, our Locksport group is Fraternal Order of Locksport, and uh, of course, based out of the city of Bloomington, Indiana, uh, we have BloomingtonFools.org, and we've got a couple photos up there. Of, you can also just Go to Flickr and look up for Nauticon 5 2008 photos.
1: Make sure you skip um, <laughs> that one guy that took a bunch of scenery pictures and tagged it with Nauticon.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, douche. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, you spent a lot of time on this leading up to Nauticon. Uh, I spent a
1: lot of time on it on my weekends and everything. It's, it's stained and it's, uh, rubbed with Dutch oil and, uh, I made some shingles and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. It was, it was a fun project for me. It was, it was much more fun than sanding down all of my kitchen cabinets and restaining those. (laughs) Um, But the, the part that really, uh, we were showing out for is because Gosman gave a a great and well received talk.
0: Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually gave a talk. This was my the first con that I've actually like given a talk at, um, and I talked about my, my talk was entitled something like mechanic or lock picking into the new frontier from mechanical to electronic locks or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, something I, like that. Something like that, and. I, I talked basically a basic primer on lock picking, and then uh, went into some some high security locks, and then talked about uh, some electronic lock systems that I've uh, uh, built devices for that unlock them, uh, and talked about some things I'd like to get my hands on, like <clears throat> cyber lock. Um, if anyone has a cyber lock, I'd love to get a hold of me, DOSman at packetsniffers.org, and I will we'll reimburse you handsomely, uh, or at least... Uh, uh, in some form or fashion. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, I, that that seemed to, to be well received, and uh, that was really fun getting to uh, to do that and get you know get to talk to some of the people that I first saw a presentation on lock picking from that came up and you know gave me a congrats and all that like Jimmy Chan and Colonel Panic and Ed Al. Uh, other folks so uh some of the other stuff uh, leading up to Nauticon, uh george and zach uh put in a lot of time working on some music for the block party uh we made that reference about george's artwork stunning the audience <laughs> he had a wow a photo submission and and that was a very the, the tamest picture of his uh And it really did stun everybody. I don't think that, I mean, everybody had a wisecrack
1: for everything else but this. Because really, nothing really topped the the wisecrack that was the artwork in the first place. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. And uh, for those, I guess I I should back up a little bit. Uh, For those that might not be aware, um, for the last two years now, Jason Scott and Radman uh, have been hosting uh, something called Block Party at Nauticon. It's a part of the same event, and it's basically a, a, a herit, sort of a homage to the old demo scene. And they have all kinds of entries. You could do write a, a program that does visual and audio stuff on your Commodore, or on something using the latest, you know, uh, programming framework for x86 ar- architecture or whatever. You you want to program for and then there's also there were like photography compos, music different types of music 8-bit streaming music modern electronic but the programming was the big uh, deal with that
1: it was really some awesome stuff out there it was really good to see a lot of people turn out and a lot of people just throw their stuff out there you know whether or not it was um, a centaur with a with a goaty face or if it was um, yes. You know somebody's somebody's great picture that they had taken or if it was just you know some crazy music that that was developed just it's that type of thing is just way beyond me you know I can
0: yeah deck and something that's about <laughs> it and there were some great people from the that scene there um some of the people I'd never heard of but a couple of them I was familiar with like uh, trickster who did the uh, full motion video on an XT Thing that makes makes Slashdot or some site every every couple of months. Um, he had another entry this year. There was a Jerry Ellsworth, uh, who I think is really cool. That uh, is fairly well known in the Commodore scene for well designing her own Commodore board using FPGAs and other equipment. Uh, just doing lots of cool stuff with Commodore. She designed the the D what's it, DTV uh, Commodore game joystick for. Home shopping network, which was basically a Commodore inside a joystick, one of those type of game systems. And oh, yeah, if you open it up, there's like, you know, places where you can solder and keyboard jack and all that kind of stuff on there. So it's sort of like a sort of hiding and sneaking a modern Commodore out to the masses and for the tinkers that want to mess with it. But so, anyway, uh, lots of cool people, lots of good things out there going on. so, I guess to go back into the lockpicking aspect, uh, Deviant Olam of Tool uh, was there also in the lockpicking pagoda and was just doing a kick ass job with the, the Gringo Warrior. And uh, Gringo Warrior, I don't do you want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> uh, I can. Um,
1: Gringo Warrior is essentially a um, scenario challenge that finds you getting drugged down to Tijuana with find Dan Kaminsky and waking up (laughs) being harassed by uh, people that may or may not be law enforcement, but you're handcuffed in a room and they want your money and they're going to give you a little while to think about it. So uh, in the process, they neglected to take your lockpicks away from you. (laughs) So the scenario starts out with you in handcuffs and there are See, there's four other positions that you have to go through that well you don't necessarily have to go through them all but you've got a door lock you need to pick then there is a cabinet lock and then a deadbolt and then after that you have to go through a car lock and the cabinet and the car lock are uh, optional as far as how far you get away but this this is all scored on cool points and originality and difficulty as there's three sets of locks that you can choose
0: from at each station. So. A very very strong scoring system uh, for, for various levels, uh, depending on how you start out with the handcuffs. There's three or four different positions you can start out with, and you, the more difficult position you start out in gets you more points, and it's also at a five minute. You have five minutes to do right. this entire course. Um, so time is also a factor, as well as creativity and you know how difficult of each lock that you pick. Um, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, neither of us won. <laughs> we we tried, but uh, there was a, a guy. Uh, he was a cool guy that was hanging out at the lock picking pagoda last year at uh, Not a Con two thousand seven. Uh, Dave Klingman, and he he flew through the course in like a minute and a half or a minute he or. Was, he went through. He had uh, his handcuffs.
1: I think he had them behind his back. Do you do double lock behind his back or just behind his back?
0: i i don't know
1: it was at least behind his back it was behind his back i can't remember if they were double locked or not but he uh he got out of that and went went through all the uh the more difficult locks nobody actually went through the uh the most difficult um door lock or through the most difficult padlock because it was a new lock that isn't quite the same Mm-hmm. but I'm not going to talk about that one too much
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, I don't know when I did it uh let's see my first run I made it in three minutes and one second I believe and I just did the medium locks all the way across um, I may have done one hard lock maybe the cabinet lock i think you did. yeah you went through pretty good and I for, for early on I was doing pretty good I think I had 404 points 404 maybe. yeah you but, obviously, since I was giving a talk on lockpicking, uh, it was definitely necessary to uh, disqualify me from the prize, which I think was <laughs> quite reasonable. I was just happy that, since I was giving a talk on picking, I, I didn't suck it up <laughs> on the course. <laughs> and, oh, what were the prizes that Deviant had?
1: Um, oh, man, I cannot remember the artist's name, but he had two really cool um, prints from a British artist, I want to say. Um if I'm wrong on any of this, don't blame me. But uh, there were some really cool shots from a graffiti artist that that he just kind of transposed into other situations. Um, one of them was a one of the billions of cameras that's around London, and it was pointed at a wall, and he had spray painted "What are you looking at?" on the wall. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> having uh, having been through Heathrow a couple of times and seen myself way too
0: often, um, yeah, it's just. Just creepy. <laughs> I've only been through Glass, Glasgow. Is that the other airport in London? Oh, I just went through Heathrow. Heathrow. I, I, went, I think I went through the, the other one, and I was rushed the whole way through so I didn't get a chance to check out the security cameras or do anything. That, but, all right, you're not missing anything. <laughs> it's all on tape somewhere if you want to see it again. I'm sure, sure. sure. Ask. I'm sure I'll be imprisoned at some point for something, and I'll get to see all this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an admission of any kind of guilt whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, so, gosh, Nauticon was, was a blast. Um, Shane was in a lockpicking Pagoda Room pretty much the entire weekend. Yeah, uh, I, I have no idea, actually, what
1: happened at Nauticon, aside from, uh, what, three of them? I did go see the block party judging.
0: But that's yes, because yes. it
1: was at three in the morning and everybody else wanted to as well. The first night we went back to go make sure that nobody thought that it would be funny to pick the lock to the pagoda room and steal all of our stuff. And yeah, we had the room open for about five minutes and then the room was full again. So we we stayed there for another I don't know,
0: three or four hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I met some cool people in that time. That was a uh definitely is kind of nice and relaxed there, but uh, finally around 2.30 or 3, we just had to shut it down. We <laughs> It was, it was a quite a long Friday, uh, but it was definitely cool. Um, and oh yeah, um, speaking of the uh, 3 a.m. demo awards, Jason Scott, if you're listening, I'd really like to see the demos. <laughs> because I think I was way too intoxicated at that point. I just cannot remember any of the demos. <laughs> i saw some photos that seemed to possibly jog some memories for me on Flickr, but no video of that so i don't
1: don't remember any of the demos that i saw i just remember um when the people won and (laughs) thinking hmm i think i saw that but yeah after afterwards we had conversations about that and um none of us seem to be able to remember what exactly <laughs> happened
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so so demo scene.us is the block party site so at some point they're, they're supposed to be posting the uh, uh all the demos all the entries for all the compos on there so hopefully soon it's not like jason scott's not busy or anything making two not. documentaries and running block party and whatever else he does so what? Like we like we all aren't busy or something. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> so gosh, let's see. We saw the award ceremony Sunday. Uh, saw. Heck, I don't know. What else happened? <laughs> wow! I don't.
1: Uh, some some guy ran into my car. Oh yeah, that was nice. Awesome. That was great. Um, it's not not very hacker esque, but I will tell you that. Some people are still dumb enough to put their socials on their, uh, on their driver's license. <laughs> so, guy in the big white Lincoln, don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, Wasn't yeah. Me. Oh, man. Um, oh, yeah, well, I didn't have to drive this year, which was nice, but <laughs> anyway, I'll go into that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zach and George did a, a we, let's we'll see, for the, the packet team, packet sniffers entry, uh... The, uh, the song that Zach and George made and I had a small contribution towards um, with a little voiceover that I did uh, came in second place for the, the music entry. And uh, so that was really fun and very cool. And who won first place on that? I have no idea. Wasn't, was that one that uh,
1: Fat Man won or was that a different one?
0: Probably Fat Man and Jerry. I know, yeah, I
1: know uh, there was one that... that Fat Man did win, and, well, you know. (laughs) Some people do have a certain amount of experience over
0: others. Considering he was showing off all the professional stuff he does for, like, big-budget movies, or relatively big-budget movies. Movies with a budget. Movies with a budget, absolutely. That's not too unexpected, but... (laughs) I don't know. So... Well, All right, so I guess, uh, I don't know, there's not a whole lot more, I guess, that, have, that, that we have to talk about at Nauticon. There are lots of things that went on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone, if you, if you went to Nauticon and you saw the person dancing around um, in the clean suit, um, I'll drop some docs on Zach. That, that was Zach, by the way. If you didn't know that. All the photos I saw of of that, they said, huh, some guy in a clean suit. We have no idea who it
1: was.
0: (laughs) He needs credit for that.
1: I've never seen somebody bring so many costumes to one event before. Al was quite intrigued.
0: (laughs) Go figure. No comment. (laughs) I'm sorry, Zach. Um, you'll be able to defend yourself in another episode of uh, Hacker Public Radio here. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> so, future stuff. Uh, next year's Nauticon. I don't know what'll happen, but we might have bigger and even better things going on. We are. We uh,
1: started working on our plans for our next device that we're going to unveil more than likely at Nauticon next year uh, for a mixed media challenge uh... we're also thinking to have some speed picking competitions and a few other things added to the pagoda because it was just overwhelming how many people showed up in the first place so uh... Yeah. please come back again yes. um, we won't sell out of everything this time
0: <laughs> i think i think uh... the future is very very promising for lock picking and not a con so, um, I don't know if there's uh anything else you can think of. I think we go ahead and start wrapping up this episode.
1: Yeah, I know that we're gonna uh, work on filming the. Uh, yes, the reinstallation of the ocho <laughs> into my house. So
0: yes, we have a new victim who's willing to uh, put up the uh, the ocho at his place since we had to take it down for since Zach moved away, um, which uh, one of the. If you're not familiar with that, one of the earlier episodes of Hacker Public Radio, we, we discussed the Ocho and Part 15 AM broadcasting. Um, I you should just probably you could search for Part 15. That'll find it. Um, that's what I did. Yeah.
1: And, so uh, that's about it. Eventually, there's going to be another packet sniffers episode, whether Dosman likes it or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know, we, we've been saying it for years, but I think it might become a reality this time. <laughs> we've got some some enthusiasm again to uh, get some stuff going, and uh, we're going to, we'll we'll have an episode six um, sometime in the relatively near future. <laughs> that means in the next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess uh, I've been Dossman. I'm Shane. And uh, this is uh, Hacker Public Radio. And always remember, if you want to host an episode, uh, just go to the uh, HackerPublicRadio.org site, and you can get a hold of uh, Enigma or someone there that you, so you can go ahead and you know record an episode, get it submitted. Uh, they'll get you hooked up. Um, anyone can contribute content. It's a Fun way to build your, your personal speaking skills and other just, just talking about cool stuff that other technologists and hackers might like. So I so I guess that's it. And I we'll. Nothing. Uh, I'm sorry, I, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net, so head on over to Caro.net
1: for all your hosting needs.